You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Good morning. So good to be back. What are y'all eating, a donut? Um, Listen, if y'all hadn't tried out what's going on out there, I get the Buckeye shake in between services. I'm ready for you. I'll try to be. I'll try to speak slow enough so that y'all can catch on. Hey, we had, somebody asked me what's new. I'll show you what's new right now. Shoes. I had nothing to do with this. My daughter did this for Father's Day, and there was a rule that I can't wear it when it rains. So I'm a little bit off right now, and uh, so I'll take them off when I, before I get off and leave. Just letting you know. Uh, Lynn and I had a good vacation. I'm glad to be back. I didn't think we was going to give one. It's, you know, our, the COVID thing's always like up in the air, what's going on. So we got to go on vacation. We got to go to Pigeon Forge. We went to Daytona. We went to Africa. I just threw it in there. I didn't. I really didn't. But we had an African experience. Will that work for you? I'll tell you all about that. Let me show you a couple of things. Make sure I got my stuff. What did I do with it? Oh, there it is right there. Well, I know y'all been doing this thing called love dates and heartbreaks. So are you in love? Or are you in date? Or are you in heartbreak? That's what we got to find. We're going to find. I'm going to try to help you the next three weeks with that, try to figure out what it is. So Lynn and I have been married 33 years. 33, yes. And hey, guys, just for information, I did have to ask. Okay, because the guys, you know how we are. We can't remember uh, what's happening. And uh, so I'm just letting you know that I had to ask, too. So that's part of being a man. We don't know anything. Just letting you know. So here's what we did. Here's the African experience in Pigeon Forge. Does that work? So we went to Townsend. We saw with the Cage Cove. You know nothing about this. Don't worry about it. You can look it up and Google it. We saw bears and everything. But this thing here, Lynn's been following these, this monkey named, I'm going to say it's Ray, on YouTube. And she loves this monkey. They, it's like a child. They have like a, a four-year-old. They, they can think like a four-year-old, about like your teenagers. So I was so bad. I saw y'all over there. I just got all that whole row right there. That's beautiful. So we went to this place, and this little baby this is a six months old up here. I, did rem- I had their names, but I don't know them now because I'm a man. I can't remember long. Just throwing it out. So we had this picture made, and uh, somehow... The, the, the guy said, the monkeys really like your wife's hair. And so you can tell in the picture right there. And she said, he said, it must be something, you know, that you have in your hair. It smells good. And then I said, it's Moroccan oil. They think they're from home. <laughs> okay, but he didn't think that was funny. But anyway, that's what was happening for us. This baby, this little monkey right here after this picture, that monkey grabbed my lip and almost ripped my face off. Just throwing that strong little thing, strong little thing, just letting you know. But 33 years of marriage, how did we do that? How does anybody stay married, right? How does that work? And that's what we're going to talk about. We've been talking about marriage. So before we get married, let's talk about dating a little bit. Let's get there. So you need to know some things. And I I have stuff for you. We have cake today so that all of us can enjoy this. It's going to be fun. So once you meet the right person, everything will be all right. That is so wrong. 
Is it not? That is so wrong. I, I love this part. Like, if I meet the right person, it means you complete me. Really? You're, you're living, where are you? Where are you? Our culture is so messed up when it comes to dating. It's amazing how we function. When we meet the right person, then everything's going to be right. No, you, you need to be working on you as the right person and not the other person. Because I think sometimes we get into the thought that I can, you ever had to fix the other person? When we're married, I'll fix them. Wow, that works really good. You know why? That's why, what? Divorce is over 50%. It's not working. Something's not working. We must be, we're not meeting the right person. And the other thing is that we can fall in love immediately. It's, a, it's amazing how we are. Love at first sight. You ever heard of this? It was love at first sight. No, that was lust. That wasn't love. Love takes time in relationships. And I don't even know if we know exactly what we're doing when it comes to dating. I don't know if we really know when we should be dating or if we should be dating. And why do we date and why do we get married? There's a question we're going to answer. That would be really cool. And then how do you stay married? Through, the whole, through all of this, how do you get to 33? How do you get to 44 years of marriage? How does that work? And what do you do to get there? So um, this is wrong. Not gonna, there's not really going to be the right person, and everybody gets it right. And everybody's thinking differently. Men are thinking one thing. Women are thinking another. If you see this person in the room and you say, that's it, I'm in love, guys. God brought this person in this room today just for me. You're in lust. You're not in love. And so we're going to talk about that. So are you becoming the person, the person you're looking for is looking for? So this is really, we're going to move past dating like children. Oh, I just spit everywhere. That was perfect, wasn't it? Just the, right there. We have to stop dating like children. Okay, that's, that's a little weird in our culture because we don't know how it works, actually. So we're thinking that I'm supposed to meet somebody and we're going to live happily ever after as if there is no work to be done or no thought to it. It feels like we're just going to be in love and we're in love. It doesn't matter where we live. We can live in a tent. It doesn't matter. We're just going to live on love. You won't. You will get a divorce. Happens in five years, mostly. So that's, that's what's happening in our culture. So we're watching things on TV, uh, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, the, I don't know what else. And we're going to find true love within five weeks, six weeks. It's not going to happen. You can, find, you can find lust in five weeks, and we'll talk about that. And you can think it's love because we're all, listen, our, our bodies do things to us that's not real. We have this physical thing that makes us fall in love with things. We can fall in love with a car. Did you know that? Oh, I like that car. I do. And then we turn this thing into called desire. I'll change it in a minute. And then it goes to lust. And you, just, you go home, you think about what it would look like if I was driving that car. How everybody think if I'm driving that car? And so you have these feelings. Then you get that car. And about two months later, you don't have the same feeling because your feelings lie to you. And that's what happens with people all the time. So we have to think about how we're going to date. How we're going to date. Are you becoming the person? Now, this is what the Bible says that we're to be. I don't know anybody that can make this work. I think there's things that we can. Um, this is really from God, and you've got to hang out with God. So here's the thought for you as I walk into this. 
There's two things, there's two things of you. There's the physical side and the spiritual side of it. Most of you live in the physical side when it comes to love and lust. You just live in that side because that's what we see in culture. We don't, know, we don't understand what it means to have the spiritual side when it becomes a relationship. What does that look like? And so when we're dating, we need to be thinking about what am I trying to date? What am I trying to accomplish? And we don't think like that because we date like children. And the Bible tells us we date like children. And you'll see this. And Paul talked about it. We'll get there. But I don't know. I don't know how many of you are patient or kind. If you're patient and kind, raise your hand. So we have nobody that's patient and kind. We have one. Uh, Look, somewhere in here you're jealous. You're arrogant. You want your way. You're easily angered. I mean, you you know why this is hard to do? Because of the physical side of who we are. One day you just wake up mad and you don't know why. Do you ever have that happen? You're just mad. You're mad at your wife. You're mad at your husband. Uh, you don't know why. You're just mad. And so this is happening because of the physical side of who we are. So we date and we marry from the physical side of who we are and not the spiritual part. So I call it icing. Everybody loves the icing. But nobody knows what the cake is. And I'm going to tell you what the cake is. If you want to stay married and have a wonderful life and have cake and icing and all the things that go with that, then you got to know what the cake is before you start dating anything, anyone, excuse me. But you can date anything and you can love anything and you can do it immediately and you got to be careful. So I hope that you can work toward this, but at some point you're going to have a bad day and that's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And if your, your love... Is based on love and lust or desire, then you won't make it because you don't have, you're just all about icing. You can't live on icing, although it's real fun, but you can't live on it. So let's talk some. Let's go through that. So love and lust is where everybody stays. There's two things to you. They have the physical side, which is love and lust. And if lust is bothering you, I'll change it in a minute. Is that right? Because everybody in this room, if you're dating or you're married, this is what happened the first right here. You fell in love and lust. And you can't tell the difference. You can marry anything within a week. You really can. And you call it, this is it, God. This is the one for me. How are you judging it? I know that sometimes people write down what they want in their spouse to be. And they write it all down. I want this, this, and this. And then she walks in the room, and she is gorgeous, and you forget everything you wrote down. Is that not how it works? It's like, bang. That's because we date like children. We just date off of feeling. We can have a feeling about anything. We date off feelings. We date off all the, and lust, and all these things. It's all the physical. That's what you see on The Bachelor. There is no cake on there. Of course, you don't even know what it is yet. But I'll tell you, it's all icing. And you would think, think a minute, you would think even in Hollywood that these people who are beautiful and have all this money, they, and you think, well, that makes the marriage, then they get together and you're already taking bets on when they're going to get a divorce. Because it's not about looks, it's not about money. The reason they keep doing that is because they don't have any cake. Everything's off the icing. It's the love and lust. The relationship It's completely different from the top. And if you try to live here on a marriage, in a marriage, on love and lust, within the three to five years, you're divorced. 
because it's not going to be right. It don't feel right. No, of course it doesn't feel right. You know, this is, I, I didn't marry this. Yes, you did. You just didn't ask the right question. You didn't pay attention. You were so in love and lust, you didn't even care. You didn't know what was happening. Of course you don't. That's why when, men, when you get married on your wedding day, and, the, and you're getting married, you don't care what's happening. You know why you don't care? Because you can let the wife-to-be tell you everything to do because you don't care. You know why you don't care? Because you're in lust. That's exactly what's going on. You're thinking about things. And she's trying to figure out if the bridesmaids dresses are matching. And everybody's got the bouquet. And you're like, what's this thing going to be doing? And that's, it's just totally different. What men think and what women think, we're more physical. Y'all more like spiritual. I said, well, I won't say spiritual. I was intimate. You love the words. You love the flowers. Remember you used to do all that, guys? Everybody that's married now, remember when you brought flowers and cards? Well, that went out quick, didn't it? That went away. If you don't know what cake is, you're going to have a hard time. I'm going to go ahead and open this bad boy up because my wife ate half of it. Oh, I'm not going to accuse her of everything. I did too. So I'll throw that in there. Here we go. Do you like the way I matched today? Got the white shoes and the pink. I did that for the girls. I actually had a thought, guys. If you can't, I know it's hard to believe. And so I actually had a thought. So here, here's, if we're going to take love and marriage and all that, we're going to just take a cake. All right, you want to take a cake. All right, what you want and what you live off of is the icing. But you can't live off icing. Because it won't last. So the love and the lust and the feelings will go away. So it's got to have something more there than just love and lust. So we got to talk about this. So when you date, let's don't date like children. Let's think about what we're doing. Let's think about it. And we'll, this is, is going to get really fun. The heart is deceitful above all things. In other words, your body and your feelings are lying to you. You can love a car. You can love shoes. You can love clothes. That's why you don't want to give them away. They're your friends. You love them. So you're, and where does that come from? From the flesh. Everything's coming here. Above all things, that is extremely sick. So you are sick, and you will die one day. This is what he's saying. So your feelings are sick, and you're feeling, you're feeling sick in love with somebody right now you just met, and you're in trouble because your body is doing this. Who can understand it fully and know its secret motive? So there is a motive uh, it, the body, the motive for the body and the, it's just to take care of itself. There's no spirituality to this at all. It just wants to uh, feel the love, have the feeling, and have the lust and the physical. It doesn't really care about you at all. This is where the relationship comes in. If you were only physical, we would not have a conversation about this. But you are made, listen, you are a spiritual being. And so the connection is going to have to be made when it comes to this comes to this, you got to think I'm a spiritual, you know, I'm a spiritual being and I'm not just physical. When I was a child, this is what Paul said. I said, I need you to grow up and date. Don't date like children. Everybody got it? So watch this. So when I was a child, I taught like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. And you date like a child if you're not careful. There are things that children do I don't know if it could be, you could be like in your marriage and this is happening right now. But children do these certain things. He said, I want you to stop dating like children. I need you to grow up and think about, let's get past, they look great. 
Okay, let's look at, oh, they're the most wonderful. Yeah, I know that, but let's get smart here and stop doing that. So let's think about this. Children are impatient. If I, don't raise your hand in here. Children are impatient, self-seeking, self-centered, and selfish. Sounds like somebody you're dating now. Hopefully this isn't your marriage, but probably. Because after the icing icing goes, then you get to the real stuff. You need to know the the cake, though, before you get there. Easily angered, easily distracted, ill-mannered, and rude. So that's what children do. So you got to be careful we're not dating like children. We're not marrying like children. Because children, this is how they act. This is what they do. So let's talk about this. Let's do something. What's the best age to get married? This ought to be fun. So, well, I'll tell you what. I'll call out a number. You say yay or nay. Is that good? Are you ready? 16. Do we have a yay in here? Okay. Listen, most people, it, does it work as a teen? Can you get married and it work as a teenager? One in a million. You're saying there's a chance. Oh, you're in for a road, honey. You're not... Your brains are not even developed yet. Oh, nobody. Our, the men, oh, I can't even. 18. 21. Y'all a little bit smarter than the last crowd. Okay, 25. Oh, okay, we have a yes. 30? 40? No, you're too old. It's over now. It's over. It's over. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Lord, you know, I just killed all the teenagers in the room. Like, it's like 30 is like 100 years from them. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It's 100 years from now, and we're never going to get married. Oh, my. Okay. Here's the best age, 28 for girls. If you want to have the best chance at staying married, right? Or is that what we're supposed to just to stay married? So there's, I think you're missing the cake. So people will say, well, your best chance to be married and stay married is this. But I'm not just talking about just staying married. Because your people stay, or they're married right now, they're miserable. They don't have anything like any icing. Nothing. Listen to this. The guys is 32. Why? Because, here we go, guys. Let's talk. Our brain does not develop as fast as a girl's. Does everybody understand this? When I met Lynn and I got married at 28, I was still in three basketball leagues and racing go-karts. Because I was still a child, and I'm still having a hard time with it now. <laughs> I just don't, we just can't grow up, man. It's just what, and, and ladies, please hear me. God, let, let your guys go play, okay? It's better for them. I'm just telling you. Let's get that out real quick. Now, listen very carefully. My wife, when I, she said, do you want to be married? I mean, at 20, I'm right. Well, hey, 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 you know, you know. Three, three, you know, basketball leagues and racing go-karts. When are we going to do this thing called marriage? You see? I'm like, oh, okay. So at some point, you got to grow up. And you got to know what you're doing. But there has to be some cake. Now, I didn't just marry Lynn because she's beautiful. There's, there was some cake that went with that. See, you got to know what it is before you start dating. It's not just about the icing, but everybody loves the icing. I'm telling you, you can marry marry a tree within a week because you'll love it so much. You say, that is crazy. I didn't, it's your feelings. You got to watch. So let's do this. So I changed it to desire 
okay? Love, desire, and relationship. I met Lynn, the cake part. I met Lynn on a youth retreat. We were both on a van uh, down by the river. I'm just kidding. I stood in there. I sat there. I just, there it was. Stood in there. Had nothing to do with anything. So Lynn and I on her van, we're driving. She was going on a youth retreat. I was going on a youth retreat. And we got on the same van. And I don't remember the youth retreat, to be honest with you. But there was something about Lynn besides being beautiful and about me being in lust, I should tell you. It's terrible. We're just horrible, aren't we? Just, oh, you know. But it, we love and lust, but there was something about Lynn that wasn't like everybody else that I've been around. And that's what you got to think about as we walk into this thing. I'm going to try to help you as you pick. And be very careful as we go. Love and desire, the icing on the cake, they're not the whole thing. Everybody marries off icing. We marry off icing. We try to live off icing. Everything will work if we just love each other. Not necessarily because your feelings can lie to you. Love takes time. Relationships take time. Relationships are hard. Just to have friends are difficult. Did you notice that? Imagine putting two people in the same household who really don't know each other except for the physical part. I just have a feeling for you. You have a feeling for me. We're in lust. Let's go. And then what? And then you're, then, then you're divorced. Happens all the time. When I tell you the cake, it might help you, but you can't live off icing. The children love the icing. Did you know that? When I go get cake, cut the corner for me. Why? Because it's got more icing. Is it not true? I'm a little child in some things. But you got to grow up if you're going to date and be married. you got to grow up. Here we go. In our culture, dating is not becoming somebody. If you're waiting for somebody to complete you and to make who you are, you will never find it. You were not made like that. You were made for God. You are a spiritual being. If you, listen, if you decide as a spiritual being that I know God is my Savior, Jesus Christ is my Savior, and I decide to date somebody who is not, you're going to be in trouble. Because you don't know what you're doing. You don't have no, you have no idea why God's putting you together. Why is God putting us together? Why are we getting married? Why are we doing this? I'll make, I'm going to make you wait. Dating is about getting somebody or something. From somebody. You're just trying to get something. Usually it's the physical thing. Girls, I just need to be held. I need to be talked to. I just need somebody to care about me. I just need that. Guys don't need any of that. We're pigs, okay? We don't need that. I'll tell you what's really interesting. This is how cake works. I mean, icing works for you. When you're dating, the guys and you're a deer hunter, let's say you are a deer hunter and you are dating and you're and you just started dating, and now everybody's in love and lust. And you say to your, your date, will you go sit in a tree with me so we can look for deer so I can shoot a Bambi? You know what she'll do? She'll say yes. She'll say yes. And then you get married, she'll never be in a tree again. You know why? Because that's not who she is. And you didn't know that, did you? Do you know who you're dating? Do you know what you're dating? This is important. If you don't know the cake and all you know is the icing, you'll never be, you'll never be happy. You'll never stay married. you got to know these things. When I become a man, I put, away, put the ways of childhood behind me. This is what he's saying. Stop dating like a child. Okay? I, I caution all teenagers, be, do not fall in love in high school. 
Everybody listen to me. It'd be better off, and this is not going to happen if you just didn't date. Because you're going to get all messed up on the ice, and you're going to think about how you feel and how he makes me feel, how she makes me feel, and you're going to end up doing physical things. All these things happen. You're trying to do adult things as a child, and it will not work. You will be in trouble. Does everybody hear me? You can do whatever you want to with that, but it's not all about the icing. It's not. So we got to grow up. We got to date. We got to know who we're dating and why we're dating. Whoever you date is a potential mate. So be careful what you call. I don't know what it is now, but when you go on Facebook and you look up somebody you want to date, they're all lying to you. Has everybody got that? I want you to think I'm this way, but I'm probably not. You have to figure out. I'm going to tell you how to do that in just a minute. You, you have to understand if you're thinking lifelong commitment, the greatest life of my, of my life, being married, not in shining armor, all those things that you, you know, and don't look at Disney, for heaven's sake. If you want the best life ever, then you need to figure out what I'm about to tell you when it comes to dating people. Right now, if you're not sure who these people are, you should not date them. Because everybody's a potential mate. You know why? Because of the icing. You can fall in love with anything. And then you end up in the physical. And then we have a child. We have a child by children. And now, we, now what are we going to do? You've got to be careful. Here we go. Season the relationship. Do not, do not marry within a month. Does anybody got any questions about that? Please. You can't. If you, if you got, here it is. You got to know the girl doesn't want to sit in a tree. Does everybody know this? And how will you know that? You got to date more than a month. You got to date at least a year. I recommend a year and a half, two years, killing a teenager. I'm just telling you. You have to know everything. Birthdays, family, Christmas, holidays, death. You need to know how this person is responding. You need to know what they're doing that's not on Facebook. You got to season the relationship. You want to have cake. You got a season in a relationship. I know you can't wait for me to tell you what that cake is, but I'm not done yet. We're going to keep going. Amass the relationship, not on the first date. Somebody needs to figure out who everybody is. There's people in this room and people watching me right now online that you're not being real with who you're dating because you're saying if they really find out who I am, they will leave me. They're going to find out anyway. You need to say, this is who I am. This is what I do. And you need to know who you are. This is why life track is so important. We can tell you your gifts and your talents. You don't even know it. You're going to date somebody and pick somebody for a spouse, and you don't even know who you are. This is why it's so important to know who you are, to figure that out. Here we are. I've seen this happen over and over. I've had, I'll, I'll use a girl. A girl goes out. A girl's been coming to church, and she meets a guy that's somewhere else. The guy says, oh, yeah, all right, I'll come to church. So the guy starts coming to church with her. The guy starts coming to church. She's all excited, all this. Let me say something up front. Jesus is the Savior, not you. So he comes to church with her, and everything's going well, and all of a sudden they get married. The next thing I know, you don't see him anymore. You see her sitting in a chair, crying her eyes out, putting in prayer requests. You know why? Because you didn't check it out. You didn't season it. You didn't unmask it. You have to watch this. If he's not going to church before he meets you, he's probably never going. If he's not doing what you want him to do, what you're doing, he's probably never going to do it. 
This is why you got to wait older, and you got to season it, and you got to unmask it. This is who I am. This is what I want in my life. What do you want? And you got to watch it. You got to be careful. When you date, begin with the end, and then you will find your beginning. All right, why did I marry Lynn? Well, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk about the cake for a minute. Why do we get married? You ready? Here we go. Why do we get married? Well, number one thing, God wants to establish a home. You have to think like God because you're a spiritual being, right? So you accepted Jesus Christ. I don't think we see ourselves as a team when we get married. I don't think, you know, most people end up with separate lives in a marriage. One goes this way and one goes that way. Has my friends, your friends. So we don't see these things. So God established a home for, listen to this, for a base, a home base of launching from that base, moving the kingdom so other people will know Jesus Christ. That's what you're here for. That's why he's put you together. A couple other things. He puts you together so you can have a home established with children. Why you need the children. Teach the children. When they grow up, they will not depart from it. So that they can move the kingdom. Next generation moves. Next generation moves. You don't have to even have your own children. There's a thousand people that need to be adopted right now. You can establish a home, bring them in, and it will happen. But if you don't have this, you won't make it. And this is what we discover. Here's the cake. The cake is the mission. It's not about each other. It's not about just serving each other. It's not about going on trips or how many big houses you can buy or how many cars or how many this or how many that because that's what you try to do when you don't have a mission. When you don't, when the icing runs out, you will probably try to have a child without a mission. How is that going to work? We will be more in love if we have a child. You won't. You won't. Then you have another one. Maybe that'll work. It won't work. You don't have a mission. The mission has to work for both of you. Something that's outside of you that you're going to serve somewhere else and serve somebody else. This is why I I married Lynn. She's on the van doing the mission that I want to do. There's my cake. There's plenty of icing. But there's my cake. I want to know. Listen to everybody that's married right here. What is, your, what is your cake? Don't be self-serving. And it's great to go on dates. It's great to go and hiking together. Maybe you, I hope you all do all those things together. That is wonderful. But I can tell you that what happens on our dates was a mission. What are we doing? And what we did, we got to do children. We got to do youth. We got to do couples. We, we got to start this church because of the mission. That's what we do. If you don't have a mission, you won't make it. Because the home is established by God for a home base to move the kingdom of God. And if you don't have a mission in your marriage, you cannot live on icing and you will get a divorce. And don't bring children into your marriage if you don't know what you're doing. This is what I'm saying. If I said, what's your cake? What's your cake? What would you say? Because I think we get married and we date thinking it's all on a physical level and we're going to be happily ever after and we're going to have cooks and we're going to have dogs and we're going to have... You are put together as a team. And here's the other thing, the reason he puts you together. Two are better than one. It's all over the Bible. It's all over the Bible. So before you go date, you need to think about what's happening. 
Why are you feeling the way you're feeling? You need to date, but you need to be smart about what you're doing. You need to be smart in your marriage. Most of you have no cake. And here's what I want to show you. If you'll notice how it works, the icing is layered between the cake. You want a wonderful life, the whole thing that works, this is the way it looks. This is the way it looks. When you have a mission, you will have a marriage like you have never seen. And you don't want to pick anybody that doesn't have the same cake you have. And you got to know what that is. You have to know. I'm going to be doing this in the next two weeks. We're going to take it a little deeper when it comes to heartbreaks, how to handle things. But we're going to talk a little bit more about that mission, how it works. And so you got some things to say when you get out of here. You got a lot to talk about. If you're dating, you need to ask the, you need to ask the hard questions. We're not dating like children. What are we going to do? We got to remember that. Same way for a marriage. A marriage on a mission will make it. It will make it all the time. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, Father, give us the mission. Show us. Together, show us what they need to be doing. Thank you for being with us today. And thank you for showing us how relationships are to be. And we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There's one other thing that you can do together, and it's called a life group. And this is where Lynn and I actually got started in Sunday school, creating the mission. So watch this. Hi, I'm Monica. Hey, I'm Paul. And we've been in life group for about a year. Um, and it's been an amazing experience. We have developed really, really strong friendships with everyone in our group. It's been such a gift. Um, it's been such a great way to fellowship and to talk about the Bible and to talk about the message. But I think that the biggest benefit from our life group has been the relationships that we've built. Yeah, for me, life group was a total game changer. We were not really going to church very much, maybe once or twice a month and just kind of doing our own thing on Sunday whether it was going for a hike or playing golf or whatever. And um, getting in a group was kind of, it kind of like solidified us where we wanted to be. And we were in fact even thinking about moving um, just because we weren't totally sold on this area. And then getting in a life group just changed everything for us. But I think one thing that God really uses in our life is, is providential relationships. And I think that this group was that 100% for us. Just being able to be myself, um, not have to pretend to, to be something. I could just come in and share what I was struggling with, what I liked, what I didn't like, and that was okay. And there was people there that were this, in the same boat as far as this is what I'm struggling with. This is what this is what I need prayer for. Um, just it just felt comfortable from day one. Um, and even in fact, like the one of the first weeks, one of our group members shared about a really tough pregnancy that she was dealing with, and. Um, immediately Monica was like, we have to pray for this baby. Like, and so that really like stuck with me. Like God put us here, he put us in this group um, to pray for that baby. And now that baby's here and just seeing it and loving it, it's been, it's been life-changing mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. And one of the things that I love most about Marathon Church is how genuine everyone is, all of the pastors and 
how you just know that, like when you walk through the door. And so what I've loved about small group is you get that on a very personal level. Mm -hmm. Like everyone is just as genuine, like the members reflect the leadership and reflect the vision of the church. And it's just that, just genuine relationships where you can truly just be who you are and um, be vulnerable and um, embraced. So it's been a gift, it's been great. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church Podcast.